So tonight we'll be in uh, Hebrews uh, chapter 12, and uh, we'll be in verses uh, 1 through 3. Uh, So once everyone's there, just say amen so I know. Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doeth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Uh, so I'm going to go to prayer. Uh, Lord, uh, bless this message that you've uh, laid on my heart, Lord. And uh, help me as I preach this tonight, Lord. And uh, thank you, Lord, just giving me the opportunity. And uh, thank you for calling me to do this, Lord. It's been a real blessing learning a lot. And uh, Jesus' name, amen. amen. So... Basically, so Hebrews was basically a book written to the uh, Jews, uh, the Jewish Christians who were basically, uh, who've been persecuted and tempted a lot to go back and walk away from God. And uh, Hebrews 11, the chapter before, uh, talks about the many men who uh, walked by faith and uh, in the, from the Old Testament that walked by faith in the Lord. And... Uh, basically at the beginning, wherefore seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Uh, this part's referring to like Hebrews 11 and all these men in the faith here. And uh, I just wanted to take two uh, points from, or two different parts from it that uh, stuck out to me. Uh, so Hebrews 11:13, which uh, said that, uh, so, it's, so it's talking about like the hairs of Israel. And uh, these, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but seeing them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Amen. So Abraham and uh, Sarah, so in Genesis 23, 4, that's when they uh, said that. And so, uh, so basically when... Uh, one since basically when they confessed they were pilgrims and strangers on the earth, Abraham and Sarah did. So basically, one thing I know is so everyone who uh, believes that Christ is the Savior and uh, he died on the cross for our sins and rose again on the third day and that he uh, bore the price for our sins, we are a part of a different kingdom. We're not a part of this earth Amen. no more. We're a part of heaven. Yeah. We're, not, we're now strangers and uh, pilgrims of this land waiting Amen. for our eternal home. And John 3.16 tells us this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son for whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so we have the promise of everlasting life. So that means we have heaven and God took us from hell and gave us heaven. We, Since we sinned against God, that was our punishment was hell. But he gave us heaven. And uh, I believe it. I'm persuaded of the promise that heaven's my home. Amen. Because I accept Christ as my Savior, and I will embrace it, and I will tell people about it, and I will be a witness Amen. to God. Amen. That's something we have to be. And so, April, I haven't really told much about my story when I got saved. 
in this church. So uh, April 8, 2012, uh, that would have been Easter. That would have been Easter morning. Uh, so I was six at the time. And uh, I went up to my dad and uh, basically asked him, uh, I started asking him questions and basically asked him if I could get saved or about being saved and told him basically that uh, I felt guilty for my sins and I needed repentance. And so that day, that morning, uh, I got saved. And then uh, I went to church lit, church in the morning service, and and then we told everyone that good news. And so another thing that I was doing some reading, and uh, in Psalms 34, 7, so this kind of stuck out to me. The uh, angel of the Lord decampeth around about them that fear him, and delivereth them. To them that fear God, so basically, and delivereth them. So basically, them that have a fear of God has an angel of God encamped around them. And he will deliver us from our problems and our troubles when we have them. <laughs> and so basically, the fear of the Lord, uh, since I know like at my uh, church camp, uh, there's many people that had questions on what exactly the fear of the Lord was. And so one thing I think it's important to answer that, because I think it's not like an actual like terrified fear or being sore afraid of God, but it's this idea of wanting to respect God and wanting to follow Him. And basically not wanting to let God down. That's, that's basically that kind of fear of the Lord we should have. And so then... So another thing is, uh, so Hebrews uh, 10, uh, I was reading Hebrews uh, not too long ago. And some stuff stuck out to me, like uh, Hebrews 10.25. So, uh, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much more as ye see the day approaching. Yeah. So, many have, guess what, when you forsake the assembly of the Lord, you're going to start, if you're trying to follow God, you're going to start to think you're alone. And that's when the devil's going to try to tell you, just give up. Just stop going for God. And that's the reason why we have to assemble sometimes. Because we need that uh, Christian testimony and all those brothers and sisters around us with that testimony. And also, another thing, it helps us not to forget that God will never forsake us or leave us. And so then, another thing that stuck out to me in uh, Hebrews 11 was uh, Hebrews 11.32. And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthane of David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets. So, basically, there is so many testimonies of people that live by faith in the Old Testament. There's so many that served the Lord and acted in faith to serve them. There's just so many witnesses of, there's such a great cloud of witnesses. Just like Hebrews 12 basically sums it up. There's a great amount of them. And there's many, there's many around us today that are great cloud of witnesses too. Uh, many people that uh, went on to be in the Lord in my life, I've seen great cloud of witnesses around them with their life of faith as you've watched them. From even my point, like you can just see their walk with God, and I'm, and there's probably other people that have seen it too because the people's been around a lot longer than me. I'm pretty young, so yeah. Uh, so basically, so going back to Hebrews 12:1. So, uh, basically, the run this race that it's going to later mention, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doeth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. 
So basically, there. So basically, in a race, you're like a track runner, right? And a track runner basically can't put extra weights on him because he's gonna slow himself down and he won't be as effective in the race. And he has to wear like one thing I noticed when uh, I was studying about it is track runners have to wear really light fabrics and really light clothing so they can actually run their race. Makes it easier for them because then they'll get seconds faster in the race. So we gotta keep the sin out of our life. Yeah. We gotta, if God's convicting us about a sin, we cannot have that in our life. We gotta drop that weight. And if there's other things, I feel like let us lay aside every weight. That means if you feel like some stuff's just not helping you follow God, you gotta let go of that too. And God will help you through it. God will help you get you out of those problems. And He will. And, like, one thing I noticed is basically so, for example, I could be, like, a friend group in school a lot. Sometimes I feel like nowadays we're getting to the point where it's actually probably the school itself that's being awake because a lot of stuff they push now in the schools and try to tell people, like, basically when they teach homosexuality is okay, when the Bible doesn't say anything about that, and they don't let, they really don't let teachers talk much about God, or they don't even let them, like, put stuff up about God, but they're allowed to put stuff about homosexuality and how it's okay and everything, which really isn't right, because we really need to be able to tell about God. They shouldn't really be allowed to tell us that, but, yeah. And also another thing I noticed I feel like a weight that can easily beset us is music. You got to really pick what kind of music you listen to. You got to pick the right kind. You got to really listen to the godly kind of music because any most music nowadays is just filled with evil all throughout it. There's just right. evil in like all the lyrics of the song. And so you really got to pick godly music where it's actually going to encourage you and lift you up. Yeah. And so... Basically, uh, so my next point is basically about more about what, so we're supposed to look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And so in 2 Corinthians 5.20, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. So in our race, we're supposed to be ambassadors for Christ. And what an ambassador is, is authorized messenger or representative. And so basically God has told us that we're supposed to be, both of them, we're supposed to be spreading the message of his good news, and we're supposed to be going around and living since our heavenly home. Guess what? We're representatives of a foreign place and a foreigner. We could, even if we go across countries, that counts too. But even in this place right here, we are foreign, we are in a foreign country right now, and we need to be representatives of God. That means we got to live a godly life. We got to follow his Bible and live to our, this word. And uh, many people are going to see there's something different. And if you live by a representative, they're going to see there's something different about you. There's, you live a different way. And then they're going to start asking questions, which is exactly when you can tell them the good news, like a messenger we're supposed to be. And, yep. So then also another thing we have to do to actually be able to be a representative of God and know the message that we're supposed to tell is 2 Peter 3.18, but grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. And so if we, guess what? We need to grow in the knowledge and the grace of God. 
if we're going to get anywhere. If we're going to learn how to be a representative and a messenger, we're going to have to learn both of those. So that means we're going to have to be studying the Bible, getting into the Word, knowing what God says about stuff. Because if you don't know, you're going to, if you don't know and you tell somebody that you think you know, when you're not really right, you're going to lead people in the wrong direction. So you got to take your knowledge from God's Word to get the right answer. And so then also I was thinking of 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 6. Uh, now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are diversities, differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. So basically God's going to give us different gifts. Yeah. He's going to put us in different places. And he's going to give us different jobs to do to achieve this. And so, basically, be a messenger representative. He's going to give us different things to do it. And so, that's how God works. God's going to have us do different things, and so we can be a messenger for him and a representative. And so, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, He's the beginning and he's the end. He started it and he finished it. And he will finish it when his judgment comes. And who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. And so Jesus is the only one who ran a perfect race. He had no blemish in him. Nothing. He was perfect. Like Paul said, Paul the Apostle said, I have fought a good fight. He didn't say he fought a perfect fight because he fought fallen short. That's why he said he fought a good fight. And Jesus did exactly what he was supposed to. And guess what? He's the beginning and the end of our faith. Guess what? That means we're not alone. That means it's going to multiple people. And there's a we right there, basically, from the writer. And so... Christ has to be our number one eyesight when we're looking to follow God. Guess what? To be an ambassador for Christ, you're going to have to look under Christ and be Christ-like. And another thing is, Christ-like, he was loving to everyone. And we have to be encouraging to everyone who basically walks in these doors, visitors and strangers, even people in the church, we have to be friendly to everyone here. Right. It's really hard for me because I'm a quiet person. I don't really talk that much. I don't really get out of my shell. And I kind of like to just stay kind of in the back, not really get noticed. And so it's hard for me to do that sometimes and walk around and be friendly because that's really difficult for me. But uh, God's going to help me do that, and he's going to help me learn that. That's right. Yeah. And... Uh, so with the uh, exhorting the brethren, as I mentioned in Hebrews 10.25, uh, we also have to basically help one another, and sometimes we'll have to basically like, basically guide them in the right direction, and we're going to have to be gentle and serious about it. And basically, we're going to have to encourage people with the love of God. But uh, one thing that God does is he gives more grace. James 4.6, but he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resists the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. So guess what? We're going to have to be forgiving to when people offend us. Even if they make us mad, we're going to have to forgive them. Right. Just like Christ would. And he gives more grace and forgives Amen. them. Amen. Even when we don't deserve it. Yeah. That's right. We don't deserve it at all. Like He gives us grace. 
And so basically that's part of that Christ-like love that we have to have that. And so another thing is with, am I, this is what God kind of led me with patience. So, uh, so with patience, let us, and let us run the, with patience the race that is set before us. So many times it's going to be really difficult to go, and we're going to have to keep a, consi- a consistent stride going on. And uh, sometimes when we mess up, we're going to feel really ashamed in ourselves, but uh, God's always going to give us more grace to run that race. Even when we start thinking, this isn't really worth, is it really worth it? God will give us more grace to run that race. And so Christ, he then, so it says, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. He took the cross, one of the most difficult, the most difficult death, probably the most brutal death. It is the most brutal death that man has ever seen. Because think about it. No bone was broken in Christ. But all the stuff that happened to him was no man's ever experienced. Because, yeah. Because that's what the Bible says. No bone was broken from him. It tells you that. Because when they went to look and break the bones, he was already dead. And so all the pain he suffered and all the punishment of the world, he took upon us. He took upon. He took all the sin of the world. And he took it at the cross. And there is so much shame in it. He said, it says, despising the shame. There is so much shame right there when Christ took all that sin of the world that Mark 16.34 says, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? That's what Jesus said. Because it was such a shameful moment and it was so difficult and Christ conquered and finished the race. And then the best part about it is it tells you exactly there's some joy in it and it's set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. That means once he died, he rose again on the third day. And now he's in heaven on the throne of God. Right on the right hand of the throne of God. <laughs> yep. And so Hebrews 13, uh, 5 through 6, so that we may boldly say, oh no, my bad. I, I went ahead to 6. I got ahead of myself. Uh, let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Amen. Guess what? That, that is right there. God will not leave us. He will help us through it, and he will deliver. And he will be our helper when we have difficult times. Amen. That's why I'm glad. Amen. Guess what? He will not forsake us. Amen. So, and one thing is, Christ kept looking. When it was even difficult, he, he basically, the joy that was set before him, he looked into that joy that was set before him. Yeah. And sometimes when it gets difficult for us, we got to look to the joy that is set before us in heaven. Amen. Amen. Even when it gets difficult, even when we are faint and wearied in our minds, we yeah. got to keep going. We got to keep looking. So, and another thing is, don't lose sight of what Christ did. And all the suffering that we face, God can take care of it. And so, another thing, basically Hebrews 12, uh, 6, For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son he receiveth. 
So basically, God wants to help us remove the sin that easily beset us in our life. God will help remove it because guess what? He chasteneth those who He loveth, and He will get us, draw us closer to Him. That's what basically chastening is. It's drawing us closer and scourging us so we get closer to God because he wants us to walk with him and be close with him and run the race that we need to be. And God will also correct us as we go through in life. He will help us with all the trials and tribulations that burn us and burn the fire and make us more pure gold and bring us closer to God. And all the men and women of faith of God that, guess what, were mentioned in Hebrews 11, they all had those trials and tribulations, and they all were able to grow closer. And they had different, different they did different things, but all they did was serve the Lord. And God may give us, like, different earthly tasks, I guess, to serve them, but he has the same purpose for us, and that's to be ambassadors for Christ and spread the good message and spread the message of his salvation and uh, and live and be a representative of the kingdom of heaven. And so, in conclusion, we basically, I've already summed it up, uh, we need to be ambassadors of Christ, just like the great men and women of God who by faith look towards their promises. And guess, they were looking for it because it says in Hebrews 11, 13, that they were stranger. Oh no, where did it? That they. Oh no, uh, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but have seen them afar off. Guess what? We haven't seen the promise of heaven yet. We will one day, but we've seen it afar off. God showed us many little. Just let us see it just a little bit afar off, many different times. And so just don't forget that joy and just keep walking and, I mean, keep running that race that is set before us. And so I'm going to let the pastor uh, run the uh, altar call. Or, yeah. Amen. Amen. Good job. Amen. Uh, you know, it's uh, um, Hebrews 11 and is, is my favorite uh, Old Testament chapter and into and into the beginning of 12, um, you know, so it's one of those things when uh, I, I memorized that a couple months ago. So whenever I get into the, a car, when I'm by myself, I try to recite all the ones that I've memorized to keep them fresh in my mind. So uh, it's one of those things that I've recited that, you know, who knows, probably a hundred times, uh, you know, in the car. So I'm, I'm thinking about that chapter a lot, but I'm so glad uh, that, you know, God was able to bring things out through Bob that I hadn't thought about, hadn't seen, you know, and that, uh, that's the key right there. You know, I, I, I told him, I said, it will take a while to get your style. It'll take a while to figure out, you know, how to, how to get in the groove of studying and putting things together and all that. I said, but let God show you things in the word. And, uh, uh, and that's, that's a blessing. So thank you. Thank you, Bob, for that. Uh, we're going we're gonna to ask everyone to stand if you can. Uh, we're going to open up the altar. We do this every time.